Good afternoon, folks. Today is Visak Day, and happy Visak Day to all our Buddhist friends. Uh, again, this is a unique situation to celebrate Visak Day, uh, right in the middle of COVID, as right in the middle of the circuit breaker, and therefore a lot of the things that we used to do on Visak Day will not be able to be done. So things like going to the temple and you know chanting prayers together and collectively uh, be able to do good together on Visak Day, right? Um, and today is also the seventh, no, wait, five, eighth episode, <laughs> eighth episode of the Ramadan Circuit Breaker live series, as well as the one month anniversary of our Circuit Breaker, actually, if I calculated it correctly. So yeah, you know, one, one of the things that we experienced during this period of time is really uh, that sense of lost count of days, right, that kind of thing. So for those of us who are who have just joined in in this live series uh, for the first time, let me just uh, take a few moments to just share a little bit about what this live series is about. This is the Ramadan X Circuit Breaker 2020 uh, series that we are, we are conducting. And it, the theme that we are sharing is what does Ramadan mean to me? And so far, we have invited four, five guests. And today, we have our six guests. And if you see the QR code at the bottom of the screen at this point in time, uh, we are actually taking the opportunity to also support RLA Foundation in raising funds for the Booker Puasa SG Fund, uh, where they actually take this sum of money that they have that we have contributed and buy uh, Booker meal, meals for either the less privileged families or the people who are at the frontline uh, health workers, right? Uh, so if you think that this session resonates with you or you think that the course resonates with you, please do scan the QR code and donate uh, to them. At this point in time, if I, uh, based on what I checked last uh, on the website of their contribution so far, there's about $600 over $1,000 raised, and which has hit about 35% of uh, the mark that they want to hit. So the total amount that they hope to raise is really $2 million, and we have probably about like less than 20 days left to donate. Right. So if you think that this is a cost that you like to support, please go ahead and scan the QR code and donate to them. So what's the intention of starting this series in the first place uh, is really to gain some perspective of what Ramadan means to ordinary folks. So the people that we've spoken to so far, they are family, uh, they, they are family people, they are people who are uh, working, they are people who are running their own solo businesses and so on and so forth. They are just ordinary people who basically are like you and me, right? They live in HDB flats, they need three meals a day and so on and so forth, right? And also to learn and understand uh, what might be the values that they demonstrate during Ramadan, like what kind of values they uphold and, and perhaps uh, feel that it resonates with them during Ramadan. And also to gain some insight of what might have changed during this COVID-19 period. Um, there are quite a few of them who have already shared about what have changed for them. And today we will have another guest who will also share with us what might have changed for him during this period of time. Um, some of the questions that uh, our guests have been responding to during this uh, series uh, is what does Ramadan mean to them? How do they celebrate or, or commemorate the, the month of Ramadan? And what kind of values come to mind when they are experiencing Ramadan? Uh, and how do they demonstrate these values? And also during this COVID-19, I call it the special edition of Ramadan, has anything changed for them in terms of their practices, in terms of their behavior, in terms of uh, what they do during Ramadan? And also, if there's any, if there's like one thing that they like to share with either the Muslim friends or our non-Muslim friends, uh, for this period of Ramadan, what will it be? 
So without further ado, I'm going to unshare this screen and show my face. <laughs> and also invite Afzal, who is the guest for today, uh, to come in and uh, show his face and unmute his mic and you know join us for the session. Hi, hi. Well, I feel like those like Sesame Street, like, hi, I'm here, kind of thing. currently studying in Louis, and this is actually his French uh, uh, He has like several elements to submit this and then exams is next So thank you all for taking just this one hour out and spending this time with us and the audience of whoever is watching. Um, and I have to not, you know, I'm going to let him share a bit more about himself uh, with, with us, like who he is, what he does, you know, why does he do what he do, for example. Got it. Thank you. Uh, wait, before that, uh, Michelle, you are a bit like... Uh, yeah. Can, I can share. Uh, but before that, actually, Michelle, you are a bit choppy-choppy on my screen. Lah. So maybe while I'm sharing, you can do something about it. Huh? <laughs> Buy you some time. So uh, I, I think... think today probably... is... Today is what? Today is Visa Day, the public holiday. So oh. I think bandwidth is a challenge in the entire block. Yeah. <laughs> the Facebook also want to take holiday. Okay. So yeah. Um. Yeah. So a little bit more about, more about me, right? Hello, my name is Abzal. Uh, Abzal Hadi, I guess. Um. And yeah, Michelle pointed out exactly right. I'm a student. That's one of the identities that I hold. Um. But I really share myself more as someone who 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 likes to dive into communities. Um. Most of my community experience uh, is with um, rental flats, um, but more than that also, I think every place that I enter, I try to see the communities and see what we can do about it. Lah. Um, so like in, in our neighborhood now, so uh, okay, a bit of backstory how me and Michelle got to know each other, right? And this is exactly how community works. Um, so, so I was, I was part-timing at, at a place where Michelle used to work at full-time. Uh, and he was doing a Christmas party, I recall. <laughs> and then what, what happened was, um, I think we, were, we just ended and we were saying like, oh man, uh, yeah, we stay so far, we stay so far away and the office was in the east and I heard her complaining, oh my house is very far away and then I decided to be like, sure not, where you stay, I also stay very far away which was like, uh, I said Jurong West, I was like, oh, which part? And then he said, uh, street, blank, 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 like, I'm not going to say here lah, I was like, huh? Which block? <laughs> you say block blank blank blank, and I was like, dude, you say the same block. <laughs> That's my first time talking to Michelle, so it was super funny. Um, but exactly that, right? And 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 uh, because of that short conversation that we had, I think three years ago, um, now we are doing um our own little part in our own block in our own estate to to build community wherever we can. Yeah, supporting people who. Who, who either need the support or supporting people who want the support. Um, and that's just a short example of what, what we are doing to towards community building la, among ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting journey. And, and we, we joke, la, for better or for worse, right, we are in the same group. <laughs> so, 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 so I think that there are, there are definitely many advantages. Uh, and, the, and that's interesting also because then now we are doing live through digital when we are in the same block. Yeah, so no. we could have 
we could have met and then keep one meter social distancing and, and still do the live together. But hey, you know, we're just adhering to, to advisories by our government to say stay yeah. away, stay at home, stay safe, right? So Yeah. <laughs> Good citizens. Good reasons, yes. Yes. So Amsa, perhaps you can share a mm. little bit more also about like when you work with communities. I think you mentioned about uh families within the rental flats as well. Like which yep. which areas? I think perhaps quite a number of Singaporeans might not be as familiar with like um that that group of people that exist in our community, right? Uh and like perhaps which other areas that they might be living in, if you just can just name a few, so that we can be more concerned. And maybe when we go through the rest of the conversation, we will also then share a little bit more about like how Ramadan is to them. Right. Okay. Um so I think the what what stood out to me in terms of learning about rental flats, right? Uh so it started about yeah, I think a bit before I met you as well, I think about three years, four years ago. And um it was my first time volunteering because one of my close friends, her her partner, uh, needed help. And I was like, oh, okay, I free, come down. That's really my first time experiencing a rental flat. Um, and when I got to know what rental flats were, because I, I got to talk to the people and hear their stories, right? I got really intrigued. So I went online and I searched, right? There are a lot of rental flats in Singapore, honestly. There are quite a few. And I think that I'm not sure whether it's, it's the beauty of it or the, what's the word called? The, the, the proper propaganda ish no lah be more propaganda uh, to me to me to me personally yeah okay. opinion ah um, <laughs> is that it's 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 hidden or it's 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 camouflaged together with everyday or the HDBs around us so nice. um for example if you take the the train right and you pass mm. by Queenstown I think right in front of right be right right in front of you you will see an estate of rental flats already. You pass by Lincoln Bar, you can see rental flats already. Um, you go to Clark Key, you see rental flats. Um, Bule, Sembawang, Jurong, uh, sorry, Tampines. Jurong uh, East is a rental flats. Uh, the Jurong East one I only found out last year when I was thinking like, hmm, where can I serve near our house? And it's really just one bus stop away. I didn't even know. So oh. I think it's a matter of opening our eyes or choosing to see, to find out like, hmm, where are these, where are these places and where are they around me? I think it gives a better sensing of who of the community exactly, right? The community comes out again. The community that's present within our vicinity, within our immediate outreach. Yeah. Nice. I think that's that's also like nice to know that that and and I like the way that you were sharing, like how how the government perhaps camouflages um this this little pockets, right, of people amongst the the, the, the rest of us. So that First of all, I think that helps with equalizing to a certain extent, that there's no stigma like this particular place is just for that particular group of people. Yeah. Uh, and also, I think when you when it comes to like what you mentioned about community, right, the support is literally around you, right? Uh, you, you turn to your left, you turn to your right, you know, your neighbor just across across the corridor. As we were just talking about the corridor before the, the live started, right? Your neighbor mm. across the corridor could be people that could potentially already help and support you right and mm-hmm. since we are on that that conversation this conversation of community and support uh the link for the donation of the foundation is also below if you don't like qr codes right so take note of that you can do a screenshot of that link and then uh then also do nice. a donation to them <laughs> right yeah. so we're gonna go into the conversation proper uh for for today's series mm. right and uh it is about ramadan 
So, Abzal, what does Ramadan Yo. mean to you? <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, this question, actually, when, it, when you first you shared it with me, caught me a bit off guard because I was like, uh, just fast law. And that was the first thing that came to mind. Um, <laughs> but I think, I mean, the, the, the more I process it, right, um, above all else, as, as, I, as I'm reflecting, as I was reflecting through all my past years of, of Ramadan, right, it really is a time for connections. Um, one thing that I really means the most now is, like, uh, usually it's an excuse to meet friends, right? Like, hey, bro, we, we iftar 7 o'clock, we meet at this restaurant, or like, hey, bro, we meet at this kopitia. And it's a, it's a thing because, you know, like, 7 o'clock, it's time to eat. Yeah. So, so it, 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 it used to be my excuse to meet people and to connect with others and have a chit-chat, right? Um, but now it's not as easy anymore. Uh, it's, 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 like you said, like, the Ramadan special, right? It's, it's, that, it's a bit of a distance, lah. Yeah, but the, 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 the Opposite side to that is that, okay, now I'm at home with my family, I have more time with them. Yeah, because yeah. I used to be like maybe half of Ramadan I spent with my family, but now every day. Lah. Yeah, so far, no complaints. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, th- I think it's the, for me, Ramadan is, 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 a, is a moment to connect with people. And I think I resonate a bit with what the previous speakers have shared before also. Um, it's sort of a time to connect with yourself as well. Um, personally, I believe when to connect with oneself, you need the time and I need the time and space um, on my own, and it's a bit harder now because everyone's at home. Um, but even so, just taking five minutes uh, to be like, hmm, what am I going through now? What am I feeling? Right? Uh, even if you need to run to the toilet five minutes and just have your own quiet time, if it serves you, then go ahead. So I think it uh, Ramadan to me boils down quite a bit to connection. Ramadan means to me connection. Yeah. And and I think it's interesting to, to to also have this thought, right? Because I think you're a very connected person, connected to issues on the ground, connected to um communities. <laughs> We're back to the same word of community. Yeah. And, and and you're you're connected to I guess individuals as well, right? Not not just not just like large groups, but really just individuals within the communities. Mm. And and I think you mentioned earlier on about having that time and space for reflection. And, yep. and to be able to go inward and you you kind of mentioned that you know if you really need to you can like run to the toilet and, and just have that, that private space there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, so I think I think perhaps because of your your insights and also your experience working with the communities at large do you think that everyone actually has that kind of space to whether it's during Ramadan or outside of Ramadan uh, to have that space to say you know if I need time for myself um, to actually run to in that sense. Mm. Okay. Wow. This opens up a whole Pandora's box, actually. <laughs> honestly. La. So I'm going to pick out bits and pieces here and then sure. and maybe make a bit of sense of um what I know. Um, I, I can't say I'm an expert or anything because I really am not. Uh, but I'm just sharing from my experience from, and really from what I know. Um, so uh, I would say one of the biggest things to in response to that was something that we're just talking about um thing yesterday or a few days back about um the difference in spaces we have in Singapore in terms of my own house, right? Yeah. So um for example I live I mean I live in a I don't know it's four room or five room lah, but it's it's decent, it's comfortable for five people, my family. Um but to have the same number of people in a small amount of space, perhaps one room, two room, is effectively the the space the physical space I have is already um, diminished, I would say. Um, mm. 
if let's say I want to do this Zoom call, right? Oh, no, Zoom, this, this, this uh, FB live, right? Uh, I will probably have like, instead of my own room to myself right now, because I kick my brother out of the room. Um, <laughs> but it could be like, oh, I have my sibling here and I have my mom here looking at me while I'm talking to you. Um, and that's really me not having my space to share. Mm. For, for me, like, that's, that's what space means. Um, even if it's... So, so I think now during the COVID-19 period, it's even more apparent, right? With HBL, what if you have three students all going through the same session at the same time? How are you going to have the space to learn? Um, how is it going to be effective study, study, um, studying? And this space also, I think if you look at it in terms of a more a more dire situations, right? Um, I think AWARE did a, did, a, did a study recently as well about um, family violence cases going on the rise. Um, and to me, really, how, how, how that relates to space being important is that actually being apart, right? Going to work, not seeing my family for nine, eight, ten hours a day, using that space away from them such that I can come back yeah. and give and serve however I want to show up. Mm. Yeah. So now all the all the all the stresses, all the interaction is just into one small ball of people into in a small space. Yeah. That I think the word to 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 really um to, to encapsulate this this issue is there's no space to decompress. Mm. I think that's nice. what there's decompress because it's all just down. There's no way to like okay, I'm good, time to carry on. Don't have it's just keep going, keep going, keep going. Or just or just be compressed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a nice way to to to, to share it also, like to to, to to have that perspective that you know, given the situation that we are in now, it's whether it's Ramadan or not, it's it's also a bit of a challenge, right? And and perhaps that also nicely leads us on to that next question as well. Uh, of yeah. like during this Ramadan period, what kind of values would you experience? So because I think one of the things that you mentioned in the earlier question was this concept of space and perhaps even the concept mm. of respecting of each other's space, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so I don't know if if that's like a value that you hold and experience during Ramadan or or, or there could be other values as well. Mm. So that's that's one. Um, when you shared me this question, I mean, you prepared earlier, right? I only had <laughs> one word in mind. But then the, the more we were talking in the past 20 minutes plus, more values come to mind, right? So I think the one that was definitely out there was um, connectedness, connections and communities. Mm. That was quite core to what we started off with. Space itself, I think, it, Hmm, good question. I don't think it really resonates. It, 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 it hits me cognitively, um, yeah. emotionally to a certain level, but I can't say that I, I, it, it, it's a core value for me during Ramadan period. I think, I think it's a value in general. Um, yeah. But the, 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 the value that... Okay, I'm not going to... I haven't prepared like nice, nice... Like, wow, <laughs> I told him like... A very okay. good friend, Shri, or, like Imran, who, whose acronym is fantastic, right? Um. <laughs> I mean, what was simply um abundance. Um, Ramadan to me also means abundance. Um, a very good example that I think uh, for our friends out there who 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 follow Michelle. So, um, <laughs> I think one of the earlier days of Ramadan, she asked me like, "Hey, also, I'm craving for jempot jempot. Can you make me some?" <laughs> and and it, it wasn't a question of, "Huh? Why you ask me?" It's more of like, "Okay, cool. How can I serve you?" 
um, what can I do to to give? What can, there's, there's always, I think the idea of abundance is that there's always enough. And enough is always subjective to each person. What's enough to me might not be enough to you. Um, what's enough, what's not enough to me might be enough for you also. Who knows? Um, and I think in this this Ramadan period, it's really it really is a lot more, um, a lot more. It's, it's a lot more needed, lah. This this belief that abundance is is is, is around. The abundance is abundant. Um, <laughs> I mean the fact that we are asking people to, uh, or we're imploring people to donate to RLA Foundation, right? Um, to hit their target of two million dollars. Um, I mean, I was just doing some math in my head. That's about 30, 30 cents per pack in Singapore, sort of. Um, and if I want to give more, I can. I could. Um, how can I serve? What is enough for me such that I can still give? Mm. Um, and I remember one quote that um, I read somewhere. And, and this is this is one of the quotes that really stuck with me when I was talking, when I've been working rental flat since about three years ago. Um, a bit of a side note, my personal pain point with why I'm working in rental flats so much is I want to change the way people view rental flats. Mm, yeah. Even the people within these communities, how they view themselves. Because I see as a lot of, lot of narratives about oh, poverty, neediness, vulnerability. Fine, sure. But that this whole side of strength, community, relationships, connectedness that is so embedded in these communities that we don't see and talk about. This abundance of I'll take care of you, let's take care of each other. That's so apparent in these communities that I don't always see in our, in even in our flats. <laughs> we see in the same flat. Um, yeah. And the phrase that stuck with me um, for this part uh, is when when you feel you can't give anymore, that's when you choose to give. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's literally that that to me drives home the, the value of abundance law. There's always enough. Yeah. Oh, and, and as you're talking about that, right, like I, I can actually feel like shivers running down my spine mm. because I think the, 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 the most difficult point of giving is really when you feel that you can't give anymore. When I'm just totally drained, I'm totally exhausted, not just in terms of financial, but also in terms of energy. Mm. Right? And, and, and it's always that question of can I just give that little bit more? Yeah. Yep. And whenever we request for the funds for our early foundation as well, we, we, we do say that, you know, it doesn't really matter how much you are giving. If you only have $10 in your account, right, you don't have to say, I have to give all the $10. Yeah. Just give $2, right? And, and, and that's a lot. And, and I think it's already a very appreciated once you go down that. If you have $100 and you give $2, sure. If you can give 20 out of your 100 why not, right? Uh, and if you are a thousand and, and so on and so forth, right? So that's not a percentage that we are looking at or asking for, but really saying that just just give because you think it's meaningful or worthwhile to give. And I think everyone has something to give. So like, for example, even starting this live, mm. right, one of the questions that came up uh, that I, I thought that people might ask, and eventually there was actually someone who kind of like asked, is like, mm-hmm. why, why, are you, why are you doing this live? <laughs> and, and, and actually I anticipated that question in a way to say that I'm a Chinese girl, I'm Christian I have no connection whatsoever to Malay or Muslim and stuff like that but I think my only connection is because I have a lot of Malay friends and I, I acknowledge that I live in Singapore which is multicultural, multiracial and therefore I think there's value in, in, 
in sharing this information and knowledge uh, of what Ramadan means to people. Um, yeah. And I think one of the things that I shared was also, I'm going to have these conversations with my friends anyway. Like, you know, how, how is Ramadan like for you during this period of time? And yeah. since I'm going to have those conversations, why not just have that on an open platform and, and perhaps more people can, can hear about it, get to know about it, and so on and so forth. Mm. Yeah. I think that that concept of abundance can manifest itself in many ways. It doesn't have to just be financial. It can be by opening the door for someone. And in like like yeah. what uh Afzal mentioned, I'm so grateful that he actually gave me like a small container of jumput jumput. I finished it in, oh well, I almost finished it in one sitting. And then I told myself, you know, he probably spent a lot of time and effort. And his and I don't think it's just him because he shared with me that his parents were the one who went to get the ingredients and made the yeah. the batter. And then I know for, for a fact that he himself actually had to try and heat it up and fry it one more time for me before he passed it to me. And I said, okay, maybe I should I should conserve that effort for a bit longer. So I, I left one piece the, piece, the next right? morning, the paise piece for the next morning. <laughs> so, so at least I had that like so I had that like as partial dinner and then also as like breakfast the next morning. So I, I, I'm really, I'm very thankful because that's one of the, uh, the Malay foods that I always crave for. And I don't, my friend tells me it's very easy to make, but the thing is my family don't particularly like to deep fry stuff. So therefore it's easy to make, but it's not not accessible in that sense. So, so yes, so thank you Afzal and family for, for providing labor with her craving. <laughs> No problem. Yeah, I my mom also likes to make jellies, right? And I think um, I will I will kind of push all out. I just say that so that you can come and take. Anyway, aga, aga. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was gonna push my mom a bit more, right? Like uh, cause cause uh, when we when we make like jelly or we make jumbo jumbo, we like to make all these small small things to give to people. Yeah. Um, and usually it's family members, right? Cause um, I mean, I think I'm quite quite blessed. Like my family, my paternal side. Um, I have one uncle across the road in that direction, and then another uncle across the road in this direction, and then another one downstairs, same block, level two, you're level three, right? I got ah. uncle living level two. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So, people are very near. Um, you know, I always push, push my mom, right? Like, hey, if we can go across the road to give our family members, why not just give our neighbor, like, next door, just two meters away from our door? Like, ah, don't, 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 very shy, very spicy. And I'm just like, but we got extra, what? Just give, ah. Yeah, so I think it's just slowly poking my family to also see that um we, we, we can choose our communities, right? Yeah. Um who do you want to reach out to law? Yeah. And and for what purpose? For me it's just building building friendships, lah. Like I got your bank, you got mine. That's really what I learned from working in, in working with families in rental flats. That's really one of my biggest takeaways. Yeah. And, and so it sounds to, like to, it, yeah, sorry, it also sounds like there's probably another another value that's like going on there right which is the concept of support mm. right so 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 i think you mentioned that like su- like support to you as a community it's you got my back i got your back yep. yeah mm. so essentially i think that's really a part of who you are as well as one of the because you also said the words that earlier on like how can i serve mm. so I, don't, I don't know if I, okay so now i'm a bit uh, I, I i'm like trying to check in with myself is it is is the value support or the value service? That is, right. I think I call to you and even how you experience Ramadan. Because mm-hmm. like your mom will cook extra to, to give out to extended family in the area. So that's mm-hmm. also like providing a service, right? 
of sorts. Yeah. Because she, she can don't do it. It's yeah. not an obligation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, wow. Service of support. Wow. I, I, in my head, <laughs> I think it's more service mm. for me. Yeah. I think because um, <clears throat> as much as I mean that phrase, um, I have your back. I have your back. You have mine, right? Yeah. Um, it doesn't come with a with an expectation that you're gonna have my back. Honestly, it's not like I can give. And if you choose to be if you choose to be part of the same team, then let's do this. If you don't, that's okay. I still wanna give. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think one thing that I think has been useful for me, and I realized this quite recently. Um, during this COVID nineteen period, right? When 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 a lot of a lot of spaces and organizations are trying to raise funds, gather volunteers, um, things like that. Uh, and when I repost on my Instagram, uh, but what I find helps as a way that that I think um allows abundance to come out mm. without being like, hey, please give, you got more than enough. It's <laughs> right? always sharing that um I always include if you are willing and able to support. If you're willing yeah. and able to give, it's always about willing and able, right? Because if you're not willing and you're not able, and that's okay. It means mm. that you have found what's enough for you and that you don't want to yeah. give anymore, and that's fine. Mm. Yeah. So oh, I think I think I like, that has been helping me a lot. Yeah. I like that 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 assumption you made. Uh that you just said. That you have been giving and you have been supporting. Mm. Yeah. So so I think that's uh that's a a, a, an interesting perspective to have because I think most people perhaps come from that space of scarcity to say that, you know, hey, I asked you to give, how come you don't give? Well, you haven't been giving, right? You know, that kind of thought process and, and yeah. I'm not asking you to give a lot, why? then just give a bit, ah, you know. But whereas for you, you are coming from a space that actually perhaps you have been giving in whatever form or whatever way that giving looks like to you, you have been giving. Mm. And, and it doesn't matter whether you choose to give to this that I'm sharing with you, right? Because the assumption that I'm making is that you have already been giving in, in whatever space or whatever whatever choice that you are making, right? So, yeah. so, so I'm just putting it out there. This is an alternative. This is another possibility. Uh, if you give, yeah. you give. If you don't, it's fine. I, I, don't, I don't have a lot of attachment to whether you choose to give to what I share. I think that's, yeah. that's a really good uh, yeah. yeah, and I think I think it's, stress, a, it's yeah. also yeah, a bit, a bit, even for myself also a bit less stress. Um, <laughs> so okay, a bit of a side note lah. Uh, pull, pull me back if I go too far. So just I now I was in the toilet. I was in the toilet, right? And then okay. <laughs> it's a weird way to start a story. Yes. But thinking to myself like, wow, if I talk about giving, right? What is the difference that it makes to me when I say I'm t- taking a break? versus and giving myself a break and to me it, it feels oh. a bit different it feels a bit different for me oh. yeah i was like eh, if i take a break it feels to me it feels there's a sense it feels a bit like a tinge of um i feel a bit of selfishness more than self-serving it's more selfish but when i say when i tell myself i'm giving myself a break it feels a bit more yeah the, 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 the sense of um Selfishness is less, and it's a bit more self-serving, self-preserving. I'm just ensuring that I can carry on. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think just also, changing a few words. Yeah, I think it's also our connection to the words. Mm, true. True. So, yeah. so, so when I say I think, right? You know, it is it, it that 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 association.
for the action. Mm. Like when I give, it's more open. So this is inwards and it's to, it, it, it feels like that. Yeah. Like, like more closed. Whereas I give, it's more open. So posture-wise, in terms of just the association of what that word means and how, how we might visualize it when we think of the word, it just provides that, that different feeling, I suppose. Yeah. You know what we say? Surely, surely. So I thought that was a... It's interesting, though, like, to say that I'm giving is not that difficult, actually. Just seeing where you're giving, or Yeah, choosing mm. to see it. Nice. Mm. Cool. And, 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 and therefore, when we talk about this special edition, right, this special COVID yeah. edition of Ramadan, has anything changed for you? So when we talk about giving, we talk about sharing, we talk about communities, uh, we talk about service, has, uh, there will be certain rituals or certain traditions or certain things that you might have been doing before COVID-19 hit. And, and mm-hmm. whether it's the previous year's Ramadan that you have been practicing, right? So then this year's Ramadan is just different because of the circumstance that we're in. Has anything changed for you? Or right. nothing changed? Uh, I give, I still give, law. <laughs> no different. <laughs> oh, I think, um, uh, factually, okay, not factually, like physically, I think um, not much difference. Um, it, it's, it's just, you know, doing work, staying at home. I think that's the... It's less a Ramadan thing, but more a COVID nineteen thing, right? Staying at home and yeah. being around family. Yeah. Um, one big change that I mean I shared earlier also was definitely uh, I don't eat my friends anymore. I eat my family. Uh, that's one of the specific. Uh, I mean that's more of the obvious ones, right? Yeah. Um, but now when I'm I'm just um internally checking in also. I think one of the changes for me is this feeling of um. I think the the, the 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 thought of the families um who, who need support, who need who need the food, right? Yeah. Um has been extra pressing for me. La. Like how can we solve, right? Um mm. because I mean lack of funds is usually one big thing that's happening. Um yeah. mosques usually give um provide food for iftar, but now mosques are closed as well. So this this feeling of like, oh man, what can I do to still serve? To ensure that they don't fall too far behind, if they do mm. lah, mm. yeah, I think I think that's a bit more like emotionally, um, it's been tugging on my emotions a bit. Like, what can I do? How can I still support them? Yeah. Okay. And I think okay. So this was shared by another guest last week. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if it was Shukri or Imran who shared it. They said that actually, mm-hmm. yeah, even though so so we were talking about <clears throat> how how the mosque would provide wobo as part of yeah. the breakfast meal, right? And then people will go. And I said, yeah, it was interesting for me. And then they were, they, uh, to actually, actually, I did, I think I did try one or two, like, different wobos from the different, maybe not different mosques, maybe same mosque or so. Yeah, because my friends went to, went to take. And then they right. like, oh, you know, then let's share as part of, like, breakfast. Uh, and then, they, they said that's something that they miss, la, like, you know, having to go and collect and then having that, that gathering, right, of people collecting. And then I say, oh, mm. yeah, then how, 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 then it's, it's quite sad. Like, then they say, actually, not really, because there are certain food stalls that are now the ones giving out this uh, food. It might not mm. necessarily be bobo, but but it could be uh, any food that they have prepared. And they actually yep. give it out as as, as part of their, their, their CSR 
or their, their, their community service, right, to people who require these food for breakfast. Right? So I think maybe that could be something that you might want to look into to see like where these stalls might be. And then yeah. maybe have a, I don't know, a group of volunteers that can go and just pick up from these stalls and then deliver to the rental flats or something like that. Yeah, so there are already quite few organizations there trying to do something. Mm. Um, I mean, mm. if, if people are here, then they can go to the QR code. I don't know they're putting right away um, to yeah, see yeah, where right. nice. yeah. to, to still support. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, to me, beyond just um, the provision of food, right? I'm just, I, I feel, um, wow. Like what I, further community support, la, I suppose, yeah. beyond just the physical yeah, and, and more, tangible. And more emotionally, la, rather than just physically your hunger being, being, being um, alleviated, right? Like, oh, I get to eat tonight. Yeah. It's more about yeah. what, what, what stresses are they going through now knowing that they don't have food? Uh, what stresses mm. are they going through knowing that they're at home stuck with family? And maybe that's mm. a good thing. Maybe they like being around family. Um, yeah. And that's just my assumption, right? Um, <laughs> but for those, who, for those who, are, who are not really seeing the brighter side of the day, lah, um, mm. what, what has the impacts of COVID-19 been on top of it being Ramadan right now? And, and, and I, I also see, like, I'm also catching myself a bit in the assumption space, right? Because I also feel like Ramadan's uh, uh, values uh, in, in include, I mean, for me, it's abundance, right? Um, happiness, joyful, uh, joy. Um, yeah. And I mean, to some level, definitely gratitude. Gratitude for what's around us, right? Uh, I think when we were very young, primary school, uh, I was told like, oh, Ramadan is that you can, you can know how the poor feel or like, uh, you are grateful for your food. No. <laughs> It's it's more it's more uh it's more personal than that, yeah. So I think I think this. Yeah. I'm just trying to uh empathize and and figure out and understand from their perspective lah. What's how has it really been for them? And uh, who knows um maybe in your next few episodes you might get someone in that in 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 those situations to come and share. I think that'd be very interesting. Yeah, if you have lah. We, we could start a different series. It doesn't have to be only during Ramadan, right? Like, like that, that they experience certain things. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, that might need your help to, to see how we can reach out to those those communities as well on like what, what they would like to share about their their lives yeah. or the, the perspectives that they might have and stuff like that. Yeah. So, it would be interesting uh, to, to hear from them. And I think it's really very interesting to hear from you because I don't think we, we have ordinary folks like just being able to share from all these perspectives uh, of, of what might be happening within these communities. Yeah, mm. so I, I, I appreciate that from you. Yeah, so, so perhaps just to uh, round off like the conversation a little bit as well uh, is yep. if there's one thing that you like to share with the, our Muslim community or even mm. our non-Muslim friends of course we have mm. no clue who's going to watch, right? It, this could go yeah. viral for all people. And then that could reach oh. out to the entire of Singapore, right? So, so and further, and further, yeah. Maybe something Batam. Oh, I see Portugal coming in. Okay, <laughs> can. So, 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 uh, yeah. What would be one thing that you might like to share? It does. Um, so I, I also told Atika yesterday, like it doesn't have to be one thing. Like if you got more than one thing, also can. Because <laughs> I think some of the guests were saying that, wow, one thing are very difficult. No, like wow. Oh, yeah. okay. You got it. Got it. Um, but no think, more than three, lah. I think. <laughs> oh, thanks for narrowing it down. Uh, I, think, I think um the biggest thing I would like to share is um stay home, no lah. 
it's, <laughs> it's really about um, abundance law. I think that's, that's to me the, the core of um, not only Ramadan, but especially in this period, um, is to see that there's always enough if we choose to see a law. Mm. Yeah. There's always enough, um, be in, fin- in funds, in time, in patience. Mm. I, I think I don't have patience, but actually, I can choose to see that I have abundance of patience, possibly. There's yes. always enough if you choose to see a law. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think that's a, that's a wonderful way to kind of like wrap up the session and end the session as well, to, to say that yeah. you know, we choose. I think we choose, we get a choice. We always have choice. I think that was a conversation that we also had yesterday yeah. or the day before about the concept of choice yeah. mm. so one of the things that we share about is like in in these rental flats uh they they have choice just that their choices are limited right unlike mm. unlike perhaps the rest of us more, more limited yeah, yeah. We, we have a bit more options and then of course those of us who perhaps you know are earning more staying in perhaps bigger properties uh, we might have more options as well like compared to the ordinary folks like us. So, so there is always that perception of choice and options and limitation mm-hmm. in how we choose to see what those might be for each of us. Right? Yep. So if we look at on a physical space in a two-room flat, whether it's rented or bought, right? the, 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 the space, the physical space is limited to, I don't know what, like 60-something six, square meters. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? And then if you... Yeah, if you if you live in a like a four-room flat, then your physical space is limited to uh, ninety plus square meters, perhaps, right? So, 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 and and if we use the word limited, it just found it just feels like restrictive as well. So it's again mm. our our emotions and our association with the word the languaging the language, right? But if you say that I have this, my space is. 60 square meters or my space is 90 square meters. I think when you talk about space, your the, the impression with the word is that it's wider. Right? It's, it's em- oh, well, kind of emptier, I suppose. Right? Mm. Uh, it's an, a, a word association. So perhaps also then uh, what is our our relationship or our experience with the word abundance? So I actually yeah. have friends who tell me that they don't like to use the word abundance. Not because they don't believe in it, but because to them, when they use the word abundance, uh, it actually uh, encourages more spending, more consumerism. Right. So when we, we think for them in their space, what they are saying is that when you say, oh, you know, it's, it's abundance, ma, right? So there's abundance of plants, of wood, of water, of fresh air, there's abundance, then we can just use, la. we don't have to consider, we don't have to be, be as, as, as conscious about how we use this kind of resources. And then when people just, I mean, generally people, right, people just use these resources blatantly, uh, we actually, it, it, it's, it's counterproductive, right? We, we actually mm. have become lesser of it. So people cut down more trees because we abundance. So people perhaps pollute the air more or whatever, right? So that's why they 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 they, they want to be like very clear about what abundance means, uh, right? To, to whoever they articulate it with them. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's where the the distinction. I mean, my personal distinction of um that being, you know what is enough for you, 
um, is mm. is all the more important lah. It's not about so let's say I spend two k on something. Wow, that's a lot of money for me. It's a lot of money lah. Uh, <laughs> but okay, that's 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 enough. And not I'm I, yeah. I'm not going to give more. And that's okay. Mm. Um, maybe three years ago when I just started out working, right? Uh, I had like what? I remember there was sometimes I had sixteen dollars in my bank account. And that was it. Wow, piang chicken rice also cannot buy. I mean, like I can I can buy a proper meal for for one week kind. Um, okay. and I start with like bihun, and that's okay. Um, because yeah. that was enough for me. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really, yeah. really noticing what's, what's enough for each person, lor. Yeah. yeah. So, so for your friends, I think that's what uh, I, I personally will share. Like, if you think you're gonna spend too much, then spend enough, lah. You don't spend, then don't spend, no. It's it's your own life, your own choice. What's enough for you? Yeah, and I think that's the that's the that's the journey that we are all on as well, right? To to, to be able to define what is enough. Hmm. Because this enough will also then help us to define this other topic that we were talking about, success. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we kind of have 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 a little bit of a conversation about how, like, if you go to uni, then your grades are important, and that paper is mm. important, right? That conversation, and therefore, so that's how some people might see success. Right. That success is is if you have A B C D E, right? But if you if you understand what enough is for you, then A B C D E actually might not matter. Hmm. Yeah, because maybe a B grade is enough for me. I just need to pass and get that paper, right? Because that paper will just get me enough to where I need to be, lah. I don't need to yeah. have an A grade to have enough, for example. Yeah. Wow. Uh. Okay. I don't know. What it, I I feel like we are going somewhere else with this. But yeah, <laughs> an important point I wanted to add on to that. Um, was also enough for who, lor? Hmm. That's an important part also. Um. Maybe to me B is good enough, and to me B is actually quite good lah for me for me. Um, <laughs> but maybe to to a future employer B is not good enough. Perhaps who knows? Um, mm. and, and it's no, noticing what is enough for who lor. Maybe in terms of um donating to, or or giving to a early foundation here, right? <laughs> um, and just just giving pointing there right. So hopefully for <laughs> donate. Um, is we're not sponsored by the way. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, I lost my of thought. What was I saying? Is enough. What is it, enough? Right? Oh yes. So, so if let's say for me, um, I want to donate, I don't know, five dollars, perhaps, and then I'm willing to do that because for me that is enough for me. Um, but perhaps I want to do some like let's say, what will Michelle think of me? Uh, can I give more? La, give more lah. So then that's not enough for me. That, that's not looking at my enough. That's looking at us. That's already a different direction already. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it becomes a relational thing already. It's very different. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we sound like we are going into the complexity of, of social yeah, social <laughs> social interactions. Yeah. But I, I, I guess that's true, right? Because like whatever that we are sharing in this, as well as like that last thing you shared about abundance, yep. uh, it's, it can also be contextualized. Right? Yeah. Because um how I see abundance and how you see abundance could be very different. And, mm-hmm. and therefore when whenever we have conversations and I think sharings like this, right, like on the live platform or even just with small groups, uh it helps to have that help to have different perspectives, to have a variety of perspectives of what when people say abundance or people say uh compassion, empathy, actually what does it mean for them? Right. And and, and I think yeah. that's the intention of having sessions like this as well, uh, where people get a chance to share. And 
think if I if I want to just summarize overall as well, right? Like today is the second last session. Tomorrow will be my last session for this series. And actually, there's many there's many things that has been spoken about, and there are, there are common threads. So one of the common threads that I pointed out yesterday was this theme of patience, which you kind of like also mentioned briefly. Like you know, you're not a very patient person, but you know this this level of patience is enough for the situation and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think the other common thread that came out and something that you also mentioned is uh, compassion or empathy, right? And, and, and I think that's like a common thread that I see in terms of the sharing from the different guests. Uh, uh, and I think that's, that's helpful and meaningful through the sharing because I'm actually talking to different people. All of you don't quite know each other in that sense, right? Or you do, if you do have some, some connection or another with, with one or two people. Uh, but at the same time, and all yep. from different walks of life, so in two room flats, one room flat, five room flats, whatever, and uh, at different strata, at different phases of our life as well. Some of us are parents, some of us are still studying, some of us are, are newly working adults, and and all these things. And yet, there's a common thread, right? There's the common thread of patience, or common thread of empathy, and and there's yep. different perspectives of what all these things mean. So I think it's 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 just meaningful to have continue to have conversations and, and continue to have uh, these um, sharing and of perceptions and perspectives. And then that's what one way that I find that I can build community as well like, is through these conversations. I think like what Afzal, you mentioned at the very start to say that you know, all you need is a question. So you ask me a question on like, hey, so where do you stay? And then that forms a connection and say, hey, you know, now we can do quite a bit of things within our neighborhood. Don't have to go very far. And it's beneficial, especially in this kind of period of time where you actually don't cannot go very far because of movement control order or you know circuit breaker or whatever you're experiencing in the different countries. Uh, but if, yeah. if you have neighbors that can watch your back, if you have people around you who can say, "Hey, I can take care of you. You can take care of me." Uh, that already supports the fabric of the nation on 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 its little scales. Yeah. So thank you very much, Abzal, for spending this one hour with us amidst your assignments and the, the craziness <laughs> of submissions. <laughs> Exams next week. Exams next week, somehow, right? And okay. and I think I think you 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 gave a very different perspective to to what Ramadan is, uh, coming from the space of the community, and also the how how perhaps we can support community through this period of time, not just Ramadan, but really just through this COVID nineteen situation. Right. So thank you very much, Hotel. Thank you, whoever that's been watching us. We have this one viewer that seems to be with us throughout at least awesome. from, from the middle of the session. So whoever you are, thank you very much. If you'd like to just give a shout out of whoever you are, thank you very much uh, for, for being with us. Uh, and same thing, I'll just like to make uh, the last shout out for today in terms of uh, the contributions that you can make to RLA Foundation. Uh, again, the QR code is there for us to scan if we choose to, uh, to say that, you know, uh, you can contribute to the Buka Puasa SG Fund, uh, where they actually uh, take the money and then buy the breakfast meals for those in the lesser privileged families, as well as the frontline healthcare workers. I think it's a really meaningful cause. And it to, to me, like I think Afzal mentioned, we are not sponsored or we're not requested by them to actually do this shout out. But I felt that this this particular fund was just nicely coinciding with the theme for the entire uh, session, the entire series because it is Ramadan and this fund will probably stop its run once Ramadan is over anyway. So, so then, then it's just 
nicely aligned in that sense. Right. So if, if this makes sense to you, do scan the QR code and, and make a donation. If you think that this session has been meaningful and has resonated with you and you think that perhaps, you know, just attending a session, a paid session like this, let's say, you know, if you were to organize a paid session, this would have cost you maybe about $5, $10. And maybe that's the amount that you can contribute to the RLA Foundation. Right. So thank you very much, Afzal. Thank you very much for yeah. our viewers who are watching this. And we'll, I'll see you yeah. again tomorrow, 1 p.m. with our last guest for the entire series. Uh, Yaki is uh, a friend that I've gotten to know over the years. Uh, she has a pretty interesting experience in her life. Uh, and let's hear from her tomorrow at 1 p.m. Same time, same place, same channel. Right. Thank you very much. And we're going to say goodbye. Say bye, Afzal. <laughs> bye. Bye. Yeah.